Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Today we have Sergio from Paradigm Shift Podcast joining us. Sergio is an independent researcher originally from Lebanon, currently living in Bahrain, focusing on ancient civilizations, mythologies, ufology, and conspiracy theories, as well as a spiritual investigator into the beyond and the paranormal, studying near-death experiences and out-of-body experiences and the nature of reality. Blessings and welcome to Flow Space. I'm Deandra. I'm Jerrica. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Sergio. Nice to meet you as well. So, Sergio, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, so, uh, basically, I've uh, created the uh, Paradigm Shift podcast uh, about two years ago. Uh, I was on this, um, you know, spiritual path. Uh, where I needed to ask more questions and do more research and uh, something like that. So it kind of uh, let me down uh, a rabbit hole of things where um, eventually I decided, I mean, the path started about four or five years ago. And once I gathered enough information and felt like, okay, you know, something needs uh, some information need to be discussed, talked about with others. Uh, let me just create a sort of a platform where I can just throw my ideas out there and see who's gonna pick them up, uh, see if it if it starts any sort of conversation and stuff like that. And it just developed over over the years. Like I didn't I didn't know what it was really about when I first be- began the podcast and. Uh, yeah, and then I, I started the Instagram page as well, and that took a life of its own, and uh, yeah. And what began your journey? What was the first thing that you discovered that led you on this path? Yeah, actually, it was a very interesting thing where um, it was my son, who was uh, five at the time, and I had just picked him up from school, and we were in the car stuck in traffic and for some reason he just asked me about you know religion in general and he asked me about life after death and what happens when people die you know and then you know kids always ask questions at the at the time you never expect them to so so there's never a, a ready answer for that and i um I decided, I told him just basically what I thought of at the time that you know some some people believe that after we die these things happen. I, I took some information from my background. I'm I'm Catholic. Uh, I was Catholic. Uh, you know, grew up uh, in a Catholic home, Catholic school, and everything. So those were the first answers that came to me. You know, heaven, and you know if you're good and all that. And then when he asked me about what other people believe in, I. I couldn't find myself like I couldn't find it in me to tell him the answer that my parents gave me, which is, oh, our religion is right while others are wrong. It just felt like I was betraying his trust because 
at that age, they look at you as their parents and everything you say is the absolute truth. So I felt like I couldn't just give him an answer, which I myself was not sure of, or there's actually no real you know, proof or evidence or anything like that. So I just basically told him at the time, well, yeah, I mean, you know, different people believe different things and we can just, uh, you know, take it like that. But that kind of made me rethink a lot of stuff because it put a doubt in me in terms of, wait, I, I don't think I believe in it like I used to when it comes to religion or, or any you know, organized religion to be more specific. And it just feels something is off when I need to tell a child that, you know, yes, the world is divided and, you know, God wanted it like that. And, you know, there's someone out there who is like sitting there and judging you and waiting for you to make a mistake. You're going to go to hell or you're going to go to hell. So all these ideas just came back to me and I felt like I think I need to relook a certain, you know, uh, thoughts that I have or certain beliefs that I have. And l let me let me let me just reread certain ideas. Let me see what others have said. Let me let me understand different you know, spiritual thoughts and what other people think when it comes to God or the creator or source and all that. And that kind of like, you know, that there was no going back there. That that completely changed everything. It, it just, you know, it's a rabbit hole that, that you can't escape from and you don't really want to escape from, actually. Like, it's so interesting diving into these these ideas and thoughts and that that was that's the the main thing about my my podcast is that I decided to create something where I study something like I I read a whole book or I read several books or I understand an ancient mythology or I get into a specific topic I dive into it very deeply and then I extract the essence of what was said and put them in 15 minutes of an episode to make streamlined, easy to access, easy to understand idea, because it always felt like so overwhelming whenever you have these deep philosophical or spiritual ideas. And some people who are searching for the truth might get, uh, you know, afraid and go like, you know, I, I'd just rather stay where in my own, you know, programming and everything. And uh, th that's that basically how, how now I see it uh, just completely like, I do the hard work, I do the research, I study, I talk with people, I interview, I do all that, and then I take all that and put it in 15 minutes. And uh, yeah, basically, one of the most, the best feedback I've gotten, like, like it's always along the lines, whenever people reach out to me from, from my website or the podcast or Instagram, we're like, you know, I really like how you simplified this idea, how how you made it so easy to understand or, or you just made it very elegant and in one line and it just makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. And what is your favorite topic um, to discuss on your podcast? Do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite topic, yeah. I mean, I, I um, definitely love to dive into ancient uh, civilizations and mythologies and... Um, there's something so captivating to me in there once I read how the our ancestors you know looked at the world and how they saw it and it just feels that they were a lot more spiritual and a lot more connected than we are now it feels like there has over time there has been this suppression of information and 
it it kind of like decreased how powerful we are as human beings, as as spirits, as souls, what we're capable of doing, what we can do and achieve, and the power that we have in our hands. It just feels that everything around us, especially today, is telling us, you're not good enough, you are wrong, you need authority, you need someone above you, you need any form, whether it's governmental, religious, uh, parental, everything like that. And it just feels to me that the more we uncover the past and the suppression of information, the more we can realize our potential and what we can do as a collective. And it does feel like the world is headed in that direction now, like everyone's talking about this great awakening. Everyone is is having this conversation, is having these podcasts that we are having right now. Like these things were not there 40, 50 years ago. Uh, you know, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, no one was, was talking about this. It just feels like they're and so much to talk about. And um, yeah, it, it's it's impressive how once I started doing this, you know, in the virtual world of podcasts and Instagram and everything, I also started attracting it in my real life. So people around me also, like they changed, like they started talking about it as well. It's, it's, it's very weird, <laughs> you know, to kind of see it happen in front of you where, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm really attracting all of this. It's not just, you know, talk. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I can definitely resonate and say that that also happened in my personal life as I continued on my my journey. Um, my world started reflecting that back to me, whether it was within family members or relationships, even strangers I would start encountering, they were like-minded individuals. And it's beautiful because it helped, it's an affirmation to continue on the path and then it brings in that support that you're not isolated and alone, that this is actually something. Because um, when somebody's first introduced to all of these concepts of a great awakening or 5D consciousness, anything of um, that's not really taught in a formal education setting or something that your oh, parents yeah. are teaching you, it can seem very foreign and very, um, you know, conspiracy almost. And then... Yep. Um, once you dive into it, you start experiencing it for yourself, what it actually is, but it takes, you know, something, it takes something to happen for you to actually want to move forward on that spiritual journey. Yeah, that that's completely true. I mean, don't even get me started about the educational system and what it does to our minds and our brains. And it's just this, this, um, this whole system in, you know, um, created to, to make workers and just, you know, like we, it kills individuality, basically. Like you can see how much uh, they want you to think the same. Everyone in the classroom has to wear the same stuff, have to think the same, have to, you know, so, so this is, this is where, uh, social conditioning comes into our kids, especially after the age of eight and nine, because uh, because we all have this. This truth is in us, all of us, and we know it. We were just told that it was wrong over the years. As we grew up, we were told, you know, stop imagining things, stop thinking about like any child you ask. And I've asked several several kids below the age of seven and eight, like, tell me what heaven looks like. And for some reason, they all describe it the same way. Like they just talk about a light and everything is made of like uh, a kid once told me that um, 
he saw a, a golden light in the middle of, of a space which is completely empty and white and he saw a house that is made of gold and he was like i think i used to live there like you know you know who would think of that uh, on their own tooth to it this is not something you teach you you teach religious ideas you teach people who came and told you to do this and to do that but no every kid has that truth in him before they grow up and before and what we're trying to do now is go back to that you know, to that inner child that's in us to go back to that truth that's that we once knew and kind of forgot and this um, there's a book i read uh, i don't know if you're familiar with it's called uh, conversation with god uh, so this is a three-part book and it talks it just a guy uh, neil walsh that's his name, the author, and um, he just has a um, a conversation as as a conversation with God, where he asks him question and he's just getting answers. It's as simple as that. But there's some something in it where you feel that, like the most important message from that is about how we as souls, you know, we're not we're, we're not created when we are born. We just choose to come to Earth as as human. We choose to have this human experience. It's a very temporary human experience, and we know a truth before we come here, which is that we are all one. We are all connected. We are all part of, you know, the source of life and the Creator, and we are simply here to 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 experience what life is, what what this creation has to offer. And we all know that truth. We just choose to forget it when we are born. And the purpose of this existence right now is to remember what we know already. It's to re-experience and re-connect with the source or God or whatever, or the universe or whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting because that's, an, an idea that exists in almost all religions about the omnipresence of God is just that we lost what it means to be to have an omnipresent that that if a God is omnipresent, that means he is in all of us and we are all of God and there is nothing outside of this existence. So there's no separation between me and God. Not that I am God, but I am made from that essence. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's basically. And have you ever explored as to why um, our souls might choose to come back to Earth to relearn what we have forgotten? Yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, that's an interesting. Um, see, there there is a there is a concept. Uh, it's called the divine matrix, and this concept can easily summarize in one elegant sentence the entire purpose of, of that it's the creator experiencing his creation it's as simple as that so everything that uh, everything that we are experiencing and we're not just talking about experience on earth we're talking about all different dimensions all different planets all different times everything that this creation has god is experiencing it it's it's that duality where um basically like as a, as the, as the creator with a capital c okay 
came into existence. I mean, we need to use kind of words that that we only have, but it's not like there was a time when there wasn't. You know, it's it's we're very limited in our you know vocabulary. But kind of make sense of it is that as God came to be, okay, as the, as the Creator came to be, He was the only thing in existence. And if you're the only thing that exists, then there is no one or nothing that can experience your existence because there's nothing else no one can witness you and so what happened was god kind of separated itself into into a part of him where he experiences what he has he experienced himself or itself and god can only do that through all the different means that there is whether we're talking about a three-dimensional existence here on earth or whether we're talking about five dimensional existence or a seventh one or a ninth one or and it just keeps going and going there it's an it's an infinite experience that only exists so that can so that the creator can witness himself and that's what it's all about it's it's just us who are small parts of a greater thing who have made agreements to come to earth as now are as me for example in this form i have made this uh, contract if you want where i come to earth i experience life in a specific way i chose my parents my country of origin the the, the situation i'm living in my social status my religion everything everything all the people that are going to be in my life everything go through that learn as much as I can from it, experience it to its fullest, and then do it again and do it again and do it again. It's just this continuous experience that 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 there exists. And it actually like that idea when I came to accept it, it made so much it made a lot of things easier for me because it kind of I no longer felt this, you know, anger or resentment towards, you know, why why was I born like this? Or why is it that, you know, I was born in that country or I had those parents or I had this life experience or I was heartbroken or I had financial issues and all that. It just gives you this inner peace and acceptance that everything that is happening is already my choice has already happened there is there's no time here it's just everything is happening as i'm witnessing it and i'm experiencing it and i chose to do this long before i came here and i'm gonna do it again long before after i leave that is so empowering that perspective that we are the deciders of the world that we're creating and we're living in so what does that look like now having have this knowledge be re-remembered and know again that the choices are ours for the experiences that we're encountering? How do you utilize that in your everyday life to benefit you? You 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 automatically once you accept this idea, you automatically experience a sense of of inner peace that you've never had before like like to me this came to me recently like i said like maybe three four years ago where i just let go of so much 
attempt to control things that I cannot control, you know, like like things that are around me. And it's just there is a level of of acceptance and peace, like I said, that whatever is happening to me or whatever is going to happen, not only has it happened already, because I'm trying to look at it outside of the three dimensional time, but I have also, like I said, I had made that choice. And so it it gives me this immense, like you said, empowerment. And on top of that, it else it actually makes me feel like, okay, so I'm pretty sure that I, I also like never wanted to hurt myself by coming here. Like it's not that I I wanted to suffer for the sake of suffering. So so then what is this? What what is the meaning of my suffering? Why did that specific event, for example, happened to me. Am I here to learn something from it? Am I here to experience growth, to experience transcendence? What can I, how can I do that? How can I uh, not only learn from it for myself, but how can I pass this to someone else? How can I you know, find any means to, to kind of like make sure that others around me as well don't go through this. You don't need to just suffer for the sake of suffering because there's this idea especially when it comes to religion is that you know you're only suffering uh, or, or god only you know or you're only closer to god when you're suffering or yeah it's good that you suffer because this means that you know that you'll understand but it's not you don't have to suffer to get to you know that understanding you need to what i'm doing now is to kind of understand what is happening to me. I just sit with it. I'm, I'm completely, you know, in the moment, being mindful, try to understand, okay, this has just happened to me. Uh, this is what my body is reacting to it because there is a physical body and there is a, you know, trauma response and there is a mental response. I'm not denying or rejecting all of those. It's just all part of this experience. So once you sit with all of that and you understand what's happening, why am I reacting like this? Why is it triggering me in the way it's done, it's doing and so on? Okay, now I can take a deep breath. Okay, now what? What can I learn from this? Is this my old pattern? Is this my new pattern? Is this part of the programming? Is it not? So it's just you just kind of see it in every aspect of, of, of your life. And you just, if you just apply it a little bit, it becomes a habit. And this is part of that reprogramming that, 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 that we all, you know, talk about. And yeah, it just brings so much peace at the end of the day. Yeah. And I really love, um, like this concept because I'm constantly saying that we are each the creators of our own reality, but this concept that you just described really takes it to the next level because even before our physical body was in this reality, we were already creating it for ourselves. And it's really just remembering that at all times the situation is serving us, like you just described, whether it's a traumatic response or it's an unpleasant situation, there's something for you to take away from that experience without attaching to it and allowing the experience to overtake you. It's really you learning or receiving what was meant to be received and then incorporating that in not only your life, but those around you because you can help and share the knowledge you gained. Exactly. And and this also is, is called something, this is what we call a soul contract, where 
it's not just about you and what your experience is about the others and what you chose to to experience with the others and a soul contract is not something like oh this is my soulmate or this is my twin flame or anything we're talking about something that this person could be like triggering me so much like they could be an abusive relationship it could be something that is extremely traumatic it could be something that is extremely good it it it, it has no limit because Yani, in the in the overall cosmic things, uh, there is no concept of right and wrong. There is just something that is objective, and we as a society we have agreed what is right and wrong for the betterment of the society. Talk about like in the animal kingdom, an animal killing another animal. We look at it as oh, okay, that that's just the natural path of of animals. So so they, we don't look at an animal in a wrong way. Like for if a lion is eating, you know, like a prey, we don't look at the lion in a negative way. We just see it as something extremely objective. So we as a society, we have put some rules and we have put some agreements that you know, for example, killing each other is not good because it will hinder our progress. It will hinder our evolution, and so on. The reason why I'm saying that is that. Even in, let's say, in abusive relationships, there is a soul contract there because both souls agreed before coming here that they will be meeting and they will be experiencing that traumatic thing and they, one of them will abuse the other and the other will be the victim. And it's all part of that learning process. It's all part of that experience. So even when it comes to to uh, to to something that is extremely bad some some very like negative you know experience or something that we don't want to remember something we don't like that it happened to us there is still some um how, how do i say there is still some kind of goodness in it somewhere deep inside if we learn how to deal with it if we learn how to accept it uh, there is this woman who uh, she she was blind all her life and she she died from a car accident or had a near-death experience basically she had a car accident and she uh, had a, an NDE for nearly four or five minutes where she traveled to another plane and she met someone who told her that you know it's not your time yet you need to come back to life you have still have a mission to go through and so on and then he told her that you are going to experience something extremely traumatic, but you will you will remember this moment right now and you will take this moment with you to that experience, which is going to happen to you in the future. And she talks about how she how after the doctors brought her back to life, maybe six or seven years later, she was walking down the street at one night by herself and uh, a guy jumped her and he was about to rape her and while she was struggling and he was like kind of extremely overpowering her on that street and she's screaming and all that in a moment she kind of had this out of body experience and she remembered when she died and she remembered that feeling that and what was told for her and she says that she can't explain what happened to her but in that moment she said to the guy who was in front of her she said don't do this, please, I love you. Do not do this. I love you as, as a soul, as my brother. This guy. She says, like, I don't even know. And and that, uh, the guy, ex like, stopped what he's doing, and he's like, 
like how are you saying this to me like right now like like i'm i'm literally you know about to rape you i'm i'm hurting you how can you say this and she said that i don't know i just feel like this this thing in me that that i needed to tell you this the guy ran away and she doesn't know what happened to him but it's just a a small example of how this woman took something so bad and so traumatic and extreme and she channeled her her own love and her own memory of this unconditional love that she, she has experienced in in another plane and she and that made that made a difference to her in that moment that made a difference and she kind of was able to stop this like who would think that extreme unconditional love would stop a crime you, you know what i mean like we always we always have a very different approach to stuff like this but it's just the, that story when i when i watched that woman it, there was a documentary on her and when i saw her it just it really makes makes you think about our reactions to so many things and where we come from. Where do we come from fear or do we come from love? What's our motivation? What's our background? What's you know, what's pushing us basically? Yeah, that story is so powerful in so many ways because it shows what the power of love can do. And also I wanted to touch on something that you said beginning that story. Um, because I feel that a lot of people can hear like what you're describing um, in terms of like an abusive relationship or going through some kind of traumatic experience and can be very triggered because there's always this idea floating around that if there is God or if there is a creator higher than us, why would such being allow for suffering? So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that because I feel that that's such a good um conversation to have where it removes the victim mentality and allows us yeah. to become empowered beings. Oh, I agree. And I think this was extremely highlighted in the past two years with the, with the pandemic and what happened, because I had several talks with people who were extremely religious from different religions as well. So it wasn't just one where they would say, you know what, I think I'm safe from what's happening because I pray and you know i have a good relationship with god so i think he's going to protect me and i think what we have you know uh, this idea of death disease traumatic experience we think of them now or most people think of them as punishment as if it's not a good thing to happen like a lot of a lot of religious devout people go like you know why why would this person get sick but like they pray a lot you know or they have a good so why would god do this and that's that's what i think is is you know uh, pushing us away from the creator pushing us away from that unconditional love because we are we are thinking that all bad things that happen are negative in the eyes of God, our punishment for what we have lived or what our ancestors have lived. And we try to fight it with, you know, praying more or trying to spread the message more and all that. And that's not it. It's yeah, to me, it's, it's very clear that everything is extremely objective, like the event on its own in the grand scheme of things, in the grand cosmos, the entire universe, what we experience as one human being for 80 or 90 years is not even 
you know, a speck on a speck on a speck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like the universe does not care at all about, you know, our tiny, tiny, small existence. So <laughs> what that, that so we are the ones who have decided we as a society. And I'm not saying there are no right and wrong or that we should lose that concept of, of like, oh, you know, if you're an abusive relationship, you should be because that's that's not that's not the point. What I'm saying is that we have all lost the original idea that anything that happens to us on earth in this experience is objective on its own it hurts us if we want it to hurt us it will benefit us if we want it to it's at the end of the day it's what serves me the best how do i look at it me as for example uh, my, my own life i i was married it was you know, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, all the, the different triggering things. There was a little bit of abuse, emotional, mental and stuff like that. And we have it. We had a child together. Once I got out of that marriage, I chose and she chose also to kind of let go of everything and just have a relationship together as co-parents for the benefit of the child and all that. And once I was able to let go of this victim mentality that I had that I was living with for like eight years, I stopped looking at her as an aggressor and I started seeing her as just a human being who was there at some point in my life to bring something out of me. And that's it. She 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 had a purpose which was temporary. We had, you know, an agreement uh, on a soul level to be together for eight or nine years, to have a child, to trigger each other so that I could learn, for example, how to manage my emotions better, how to manage my traumatic experience from my childhood, how to deal with my own, you know, parents and what I brought from them into my marriage and all that. And once I was able to see that and to learn it, I let go of all resentment towards her. Like I, I sometimes, you know, she she does things right now where she t- says a certain word or she does something and I just laugh at it. Like this would have triggered me so much years ago, but now it's just, it's just there. And this is once, once, once I understood that it's no longer about victimizing myself. It's no longer about seeing that thing, but oh, and, and some people tell me, uh, oh, how, how are you still friends with her? How this this okay? And all that. And I'm like, there's peace. There's just peace inside me. I, I understood the meaning of that relationship. I understood the meaning of that, that experience. I also, uh, I, I, uh, I heard about this once where, you know how they say that there are five stages of grief, right? So there's like denial and then bargain, um, what were they? Uh, uh, so it's denial and then bargain, uh, depression and uh, acceptance. And there's one. I think there's anger as well. Anger, exactly. Mm-hmm. Denial, anger, bargain. Uh, uh, yeah. And someone told me, no, there's actually a sixth one for grief, and that's understanding. Like, I need to understand why this happened. And that's the only, once you reach that sixth stage, that's when you heal completely because you're no longer holding on to that grief. Okay, you could accept something that happened to you. And that's usually what, what people think, like once I accept, but it's not just about accepting, it's about understanding. Why is it that this happened to me? Why 
if I'm if someone is more you know into the spiritual information, why did I choose for this to happen to me? What was the purpose originally? And once you accept that and you understand everything, you then start to grow as a person and you remember how powerful you are. And now I can make better choices and I can bring in this love and this acceptance and all that to others, to my life, to everyone around us. That is so beautiful. That whole story is so beautiful. And to see it come full circle now back into what we were speaking about and being the creator of our lives and realizing why the things are the way they are and how it's all happening for us and not to us. Um, I did want to bring it back to when you spoke about how we chose all of the scenarios that we're exi- that we're existing in in this human experience down to our family, um, all different kinds of experiences that we have here. So how do you feel about free will or do you have any insights mm-hmm. in how that plays a role, even though there are these soul contracts that we come to earth with? So like the yeah. free will and destiny concept. Yeah. I actually did a, an episode of, on my podcast about this topic exactly, which is the difference between free we really are choosing and to me this um, idea came to me actually one time i was just like walking around the, the apartment i'm like wait so if free will is like that and you know destiny is that okay that actually makes sense because it aligns with both and, and, and i'll tell you the idea that that came to me and this is very personal so this is just comes from me i i i haven't really read too much about it from others or seen because it just came to me because there is something as soul contracts and because we all existed prior to being born where our free will was so when you when you choose what kind of life you want to lead okay so i'm going to be born i'm going to manifest an existence in which i'm a man i am born in this year in this country to these parents and i want to experience this with this person and that person and that person that's where my free will is I am choosing the life I want to have. When I come to experience it in this three-dimensional reality, that's what we refer to as destiny. Because what I'm doing here is I'm experiencing something that is not really in my control in terms of uh, the choice of where I was born and who I am and all that. So that's where my destiny lies. However, the beautiful thing to me about free will and harmony in general is that once I am choosing a path and a contract with someone else, they are also choosing it as well. So it's sort of like this this beautiful, you know, like it, it all comes together in this amazing, you know, existence and, and, and creation where everyone is making that choice, but everyone is so harmonious and connected that we are making all the choices together at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, let's say now me and, and you two, that we've we've made a choice to, to come and connect and talk to each other right now in this very moment. I've made that choice. And because I made the choice to, to meet two people like you, you've also made the choice to actually create a platform where you can meet someone like me. And that's all prior to our to, to, to us coming to this or to, to actually experiencing this. So that is the, and what we are witnessing now, what we are, is that is the manifestation of those choices. 
and even to, to, to take it a little bit deeper than that, we also have chosen to grow in our life, like to understand and to, to have a specific spiritual awakening happening at a specific time. Everything we are doing now is just witnessing this, the, the manifestation of that choice. Uh, because it's kind of like the idea of when you dream, how your body is lying somewhere and asleep and you're dreaming something. And at the same time, you are experiencing the dream, right? It's it's happening at the same time. And this is what, what's happening right now. It's not like prior to this, there was a time where I did not exist on earth experiencing this. It's I'm right now in the in the fifth dimensional world, my higher self is manifesting this, is with is experience wants to experience this moment, which I am living right now. So it all comes ex extremely like uh, you know, it goes down the layers of, of dimensions, but at the same time, one dimension is witnessing what the top, what the higher dimension is manifesting. If 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 you got what I mean. Yeah. Yes. I resonate with that a lot um, because I always found myself like believing in free will and destiny or fate at the same time. But mm. that what you just said really resonated with something inside of me. It's like, yeah, that's how it exists together. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful dance that's going on all the time amongst all of us and the yeah. different dimensions as well. I like the word dance. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice way of putting it. Yes, it's really nice. I yeah. love it. You explained that. That's how I envisioned it in my mind from how you said it. That's how it yeah. came to me. Um, to speak on the 5D concept and how it's being brought to um, Earth now for us to experience, could you elaborate on just what is 5D, the concept of it, and how is it that we're integrating that now? Yeah, so so uh, the fifth dimensional world is, some people think of it as something so unattainable or, or more of a... Of a um, fantasy something okay that exists but but in fact it's actually a very something that is studied in science and in physics when we talk about the different dimensions because we are now experiencing three dimensions right so you have the three dimensions of space uh, the height width and the depth and the one branch of time so we experience only one branch of time which is why we see time as linear okay uh, as they say, the fourth dimension is where time is. So if we are four-dimensional beings, then we would be going through time and seeing it as this sea, this river of, of water that is just floating around. We can witness it. We can witness all of it. And we can jump into different time elements or time periods if you want just by this is what what some people for uh, some people say that 4d beings can do they just jump through time because they can experience just like we can uh, walk through the three dimensions very easily for us to go through that a four-dimensional uh, being would walk through time in that way when it comes to the 5d a fifth dimensional being is uh, is is experiencing the entirety of our existence at the same time. So it's not, so basically there is no time that passes in the fifth D. It's not flowing like we see now or in the fourth dimension. It's 
again, it's very difficult to use words to 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 kind of describe it. But it's it's more of a state of existence or a state of awareness where, let's say, if I am a fifth dimensional being or I'm in the fifth dimensional world, I can look at an someone's entire life and see them as one point, just experience everything in one point, which is why they say that in the 5D world, whatever you want to manifest, it manifests immediately. There is no time for it that needed for it to manifest. It's just something you think about and uh, and it's there. And this, uh, I'll give you another example of, of someone who also had a near-death experience. And she talks about how she had a, a friend with her who was in school when she was uh, she was in the sixth grade, and that girl sadly died. So years later, 20, 25 years later, when this woman had her own near-death experience and she visited the 5D consciousness, she said that from the people she saw around, she also saw this friend of hers who died in the sixth grade. And when she was asked, okay, so let me know, did you see her as her sixth grade self, like was she a child? Did she not grow up? Or did she grow up in that world? Like how did you see her? How did you know it was her? And she replied, she said, I did not see a body or a person in one time. I just saw the entirety of her life as one, in one soul, if you want, or in one being. She said, I could, I can't pinpoint at what age she was in or whether she was a child or an adult or what was going on. I just saw this being who completely formed this friend of mine who was sixth grade. She was old. She was young. She was she, there was an entirety of, of her existence. And that's what I feel when it comes to the fifth dimension world is this look at um, how we are able to manifest and see souls and not just one experience for that soul, not just this human experience or this part of their life or a very tiny thing. It's just an entirety of, of a being that is standing in front of you. Also, you as a, as a person, you can completely witness anything. You can manifest anything. But a lot of people, what, what they're trying to do now is when they talk about the Great Awakening, when they talk about moving 3D Earth into 5D Earth and all that, it's it's mostly about this empowerment that goes back, that, that we want to take back as humans, about our capabilities. Like, I can manifest what I want. Yes, it won't be immediate, like in the 5D, in the 5D world, but it will set me on a path in which I reach because I still have to experience time. In this reality, I still have to go through time. But once I set my, myself in a way where I know that thing is in my future, I know there is whatever I want. Let's say I want success. I want. I know success is in my future. I'm already on that path that's going to lead me into, into uh, success. That's the difference. If I was in the 5D world, it would happen immediately. But because I'm here right now, I have to understand that it takes time it takes work, it takes all that, but it's there. It's wait. The possibility is waiting for me. That's all I need to know. Yeah, and I feel that that's why it's a level of consciousness that we're able to tap into while living during this human experience. Um, and I find, like, in my personal experience, once you do experience 
some sort of elevated consciousness, it's much easier to exist in that level of consciousness as opposed to what you have previously been exposed or living your life as because you feel the connection to oneness you're able to see things as essence like what you were describing of the lady's near-death experience seeing her friend that really reminded me of essence because it's just the human mind that forms attachments to images or um however we formulate our thoughts it's the human attachment to these things Beyond this realm of existence, there is no attachment. And that's where the concept of the oneness is really felt in in a level of consciousness like the 5D. Exactly. And and you can you can you can even explain it now to, to others when you wanna like again when you describe a dream. So how many times we have dreamt dreamt of people, let's say I, I go tell someone, hey, I dreamt about you yesterday, and they go like, Okay, what did I look like? What was I wearing? It's like I don't know, like I didn't really see your face, I just knew it was you. So this knowing that it's you, that's what you're referring to now, that we are no in a dream state, we are not attached to images and to specific, you know, uh, set of things that defines. We just know things. It's it's a feeling that deep, deep that is deep inside. And this this also reminds me of a quote I read once, which says that we need to know or to understand that there is no getting to heaven there is a knowing that we have always been there. Like once you know that whatever future you want has already exists, it's already there, already exists. You just have to accept and feel that this is my reality, feel it real deep inside. It's not about just thinking about it like, oh, I, I need to manifest it, so I need to think. It's about feeling it deep inside. I know this is in my future. I'm already there, That that's already set. Mm-hmm. You're going to get there. You're just going to get there eventually. Yes. And it's so interesting because the concept, I read this on, on Instagram yesterday, actually, last night. Um, one of Somebody that I follow had posted a question, what uh, does God mean to you? And then they were sharing the different responses. And then everybody's response really brought it back to God is everything. It's energy. It's not the the person that religion has created to be scared of. Mm -hmm. It's not um, somebody that you're going to be judged by because we're already existing in wherever we did come from. We're just here experiencing. So I love how this conversation really brings that for me full circle for what I was just reading and looking into last night. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I really love this idea of God and and this this connection that we have uh, or once you realize this connection we have to God or to the creator or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, this this unconditional love that, that, they, that exists and that connects all of us. I, I read one time how we kind of, for, not only did we forget what unconditional love is, but we also have, and what religions have done, is that they have put the characteristics of a parent into God. And that has created more separation than it did, than, than uh, you know, connection. Because as a child, given that no parent is perfect and has unconditional love, no matter how much good they are, we are brought up, let's say, for example, I would, like my, my mom would tell me, you know, if you get good grades in school, you know, like I'm going to be happy with you. 
and I'm going to interpret that and internalize into an idea that, oh, okay, so I need to do something good so that she loves me, right? Like, like I need her love, obviously. So let me be a good person so that she loves me. So immediately I have a conditioned love now. It's conditioned, mm-hmm. conditioned by who I am. And because our parents are our first experience of love once we are born, there is no other. The, the, the parents are the first. We start attributing any form of love to that experience we have with our parents. And then we connect it all the way to God. We think that God won't love me if I'm not a good person. If I sin, if I do something against religion, if I do something bad, then he's going to stop loving me. And that is why over all these thousands of years, we have completely forgotten what it's like that that we forgot that unconditional love is the stuff of creation is that bond that connects all of us. It's just love. There is nothing else. And everyone experiences that at some point, this this deep feeling between me and uh, the, the, the entirety of everything is that this this love, that's that's what there is. And that's all there ever was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's beginning that spiritual awakening journey, could you speak on like what could be some symptoms or experiences that someone could have that maybe they can identify as it being a symptom of a spiritual awakening? Like what are those first experiences that um, you could maybe provide some yeah. guidance on? Got you. Got you. I think the the biggest, most important one, and that's very obvious, is that complete detach from the masses you know like you kind of have this it it could be a bit dangerous honestly because you might end up losing people in your life you might end up losing friends or uh, former interests in certain things but something happens where you can no longer look at the world you used to like there is a truth that you you taste that cannot be taken from you anymore you know and and i feel like that is that that moment once it hits you once you realize something when they say even when you hear an idea and you get goosebumps okay like especially that's actually like a memory that you like your soul is remembering something that's why you got that the goosebumps because it's like it's so deep and and interconnected that you go like wow like this idea you know like wow even if you are hearing it for the first time you're not really hearing it for the first time it's actually you've you've always known this so one of the main things that is you can no longer go back to a previous life. You can no longer go back to, to. I mean, obviously, yes, you you need to 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 be part of the world, be part of this community and of society and all that. But there is a sort of like look. You start seeing things in a in a critical way. You start seeing things in a, in a way where, okay everyone is is you know acting that way and i don't feel like this serves me anymore i don't feel like this helps me anymore and on top of that there comes a sense of um how do you call it like it 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 takes you away for a while like i feel like it's so overwhelming and beautiful 
okay that that you start to feel like you know i i i don't think i want to be part like i want to know the truth i want to know more and like taking more <laughs> it comes between you and your daily stuff but that you know should be controlled because yeah. we, <laughs> you know, we, we still have to you know go to, to, to a job and like do our things so so there, there always has to be a form of control over this um yeah but it's just it's just not going back, you know, but it's it's a it's a not going back that is beautiful. And it just resonates so much that you cannot look away from it. And at the same time, it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like it's suddenly you feel like, my God, like I've been asking this question for years and suddenly the answer is right there. It's so simple, so beautiful. And it's just, it's just, it makes sense. It just aligns, even though I don't think I've heard it before, but it still, it still aligns. It, it resonates with me. That is, that's when they tell you you need to trust your gut. You know what I mean? Like, like you will feel this, this pushback from your own old programming. You will feel like, maybe, maybe you know, maybe this is the work of the devil. You know, maybe this is, you know, what they've warned us about. Uh, maybe there's some, uh, you know. Um, scheming somewhere or whatever but that truth that that you get is so pure and so beautiful that it just lines and you cannot go back anymore you you need to you need to accept it and it's it just just manifests inside of you and on top of that you can't stop talking about it you know what i mean like you, because the the truth is beautiful in its nature you feel like you need to share it you know what i mean like you feel like Okay, it's so I can't I can't keep it to myself. It's not something that I want to hold. I wanna you know uh, hold, keep it for me. No, no, I need to tell others. You know, and this goes back to there's uh, um, Plato uh, had a book, and he he I don't know if you're familiar with uh, there's this a part of his book, uh, the book called The Republic, and um, a part of it is called The Allegory of the Cave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, it talks about how people who have been you know in shackles all their lives like they've been they've been you know they're slaves or they've been led to believe that the because the, they're sitting and they're facing the inside of the cave so the wall of the cave and there's a light behind them and all they're seeing all their lives are the shadows from people passing or things are passing in front of that shadow and see you know those shadows on the wall and they think this is their reality and they accept it they live their lives in that way but some of them turn around and they see the light they see the truth and once they see it the first thing they do is to tell others like stop looking at that thing come look with me because that is so beautiful and a lot of people who are still you know in handcuffs and all they they fight it back and they say no you're crazy they they shun them out of society they gotta know this is this is my reality in front of me which is exactly what happens on every day right now where you have people who go like that is the truth come see it with me it is so beautiful like i don't want it for myself i want all of us to get there and others go like no this the system is correct and that is our and you're crazy and all that so i think that that, that the level of sharing and how much you want is a huge part of it like you know just you want everyone to know the truth that's that's the, the beauty in it
Yes, and it touches on so many things that we are um, packed animals, you know, we're people of community, we want to share what we have with others. It goes Mm -hmm. to speak that um, the shadows that were on the walls of the cage, like that is what's um, controlling or is trying to control the masses is the shadow, the dark. The illusion. Yes, and that it is the light, the pure essence that shines, that is the truth, and it invokes something within us, which is the soul or the spirit, the essence within us, that ends up speaking to us, and it's just nothing that, no denying it. Yeah, and the allegory of the cave, that's something, I think in 2009, in one of my philosophy classes in college, I had, um, we had discussed the, that, Mm. and after that, it lit something up in my brain, I'm like, wow, what am I being fooled by, you know, like, what have I been uh, taught to believe that, that is just yeah. an illusion. And ever since then, it was like yep. once I allowed my mind to be open to possibilities, the universe really just showed me the way. Yeah. It's it's insane how much like once you open that door is like there, it's no sh- no closing it, and everything starts to make so much sense. Like the questions you start asking, you you don't you never knew that you were gonna ask this question you know what i mean like it's just it's just a whole new world of 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 possibilities and of questions and and answers and all that and once you look back and you see that you know like what what i've been taught never really gave me an answer it just just you know gave me a specific truth that's what they want to call it a, a programming exactly of, of 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 certain belief of certain something and Perhaps maybe on some level, maybe it works for some people. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying because I do also fear something called like toxic positivity, where some people fall into the other, uh, you know, spectrum and they go like, no, we should, you know, you know, we should have all, you know, positive vibes and and no negativity and all that. But that's no. And to me, it's. It's about experiencing everything, the negative and the positive and the ups and the down and all that. So so we also, yeah, it, it's just about this experience and everything that you were taught before you started asking these questions is a programming, programming that you are not good enough. You are um, always, uh, you know, you're going to be tempted because you're weak. Uh, you need someone to tell you what the truth is because you don't know what the truth is. And if you ask the questions, it's because the evil part of, of this thing is telling you the reality. So there's always fear, fear. That's what we're, we're always operating from, from fear, whereas mm-hmm. the operation should come from love and, you know, acceptance. Yeah. And, yeah. And I love that. And I always, on this platform, I always love to point out again that on this spiritual journey it isn't rainbows and butterflies we are here experiencing human experience and that comes with a whole range of emotions the duality of it um but it also you can become empowered and again like you don't fall victim to the circumstance you're just enlightened and you're aware of what's happening and the purpose and i think that this conversation what you've shared with us really highlighted that um, understanding or understanding of what those trial and tribulations can be doing for us. Yes, yeah, because there is, I mean, there is a reason why things happen, whether they're good or they're bad. The 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 purpose behind it is to experience this entire thing, to experience negativity, 
fullest, to experience positivity in its fullest. It's not just about, oh, the 5D world where everyone is happy and all that. No, it's just more of the experience. Just embrace it. Don't run away from it. Even This is even studied on, on in psychology that it's not about rejecting those emotions. It's about dealing with them, sitting with them, accepting this. So this is an extra on you know, a higher level of when it comes to more spirituality or consciousness that the entire experience, no matter what it is, take it all in. Take it all in. Don't reject it. Because that's what we do. We, we used to reject everything. Yeah. And, and that's where trauma is stored yes. when we don't deal with the emotions. And I always find that, you know, people who um, embark on their spiritual awakening or some kind of journey of change is always stemming from some kind of traumatic experience being yeah. blown up in their world, basically. Yes. Yeah. When we reject things instead of just allowing it all, it's just um, it's going upstream instead of allowing things to flow and serve their purpose. It just slows down the growth that is um, available to us. And I just want to. Is it going upstream? Yes. I was saying that uh, not only is it going upstream, but we're going to be always part of the same pattern. Like how many times have we have we experienced the same thing again and again, maybe in different forms or in different people or in different things? But it's like, why is this always happening to me? Like, why do I keep going through this? And I'm always going through this because I keep running away from it, <laughs> because I keep rejecting it. You know, it's going to keep following me until I say, because that was the original, you know, idea. Like when I when I made my contract, I decided that I'm going to go through that. So it's going to keep happening to me until I accept it, until I learn from it. That's when I, okay, now I let go. Now I can move on from it. Yeah. Yes. And that resonates because I myself countless times have been in a situation where I'm repeating the cycle. And until I really accept yep. and address it, then I move forward. And honestly, the yeah, cycles yeah. have such depth to them because I can feel like I've transcended a lesson. I really learned what this cycle was teaching me. And then it just presents itself. It may be a more lighthearted way. It's not as dense, the experience, but it's still the same concept that's living deep within that needs to be addressed. Yep. And and, and not only like even after you've addressed it i don't know if if you guys have experienced this or not but it happened to me so many times that you know it's it's really interesting how after i feel like okay like i've learned what i need to learn it kind of still comes back one last time it's kind of like you know the universe is like hey so did you really learn or yeah. just test you last time the last time you know i'm just i'm like you know what like this this is happening it's insane you know and yeah. and, and that's when i go out of it i understand it and move on and it never comes back again it's it's so weird and lovely and beautiful you know it's, <laughs> i can't i can't explain yeah that for sure has happened and when it's happening again i'm like i thought i learned the lesson like what happened yeah and then yeah once you integrate and you've shown that you've integrated the lesson okay we're done exactly no. yeah <laughs> yeah yep yes. The world is so mysterious and magical and grand beyond yeah. our comprehension in the ways that it presents itself to us. Yeah. So what do you feel is something that you're currently moving through or like the lesson that you're currently integrating? Hmm. Oh, I'm going to now uh, you're going to delve too personal. <laughs> into <this. laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But because uh, um, I mean, 
mainly about half a year ago or something, I uh, I ended a long-term relationship. It was after you know, it, you know, got divorced, and then four or five years later, I I was in a relationship for a while and all that, and that ended as well. And once that ended, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I thought I thought I did it right this time. I thought like I I I I, um, I saw what I need to see. And uh, you know, I learned from that uh, from that early relationship, and I should have not gone through this again. And why this is happening again? Again, all these questions came back, and then I was like, okay, wait, this is this is exactly what I talk about. Like it's happening to me, okay? And this is what I usually refer to and talk about the the, the soul contracts and what I you know my my free will and destiny and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, I need to understand why this happened to me. I need to understand why. What happened? And suddenly, I, yeah, you know, I, I say it's it's I can't convey how deep the the realization is. It suddenly just like opened up, and it just showed me that the pattern I've always been on, how it keeps repeating ever since I was a kid, and how I've always, you know, one uh, went after the same level of experience when it comes to intimate partnership and even though it's not the same person or the person it's uh, you know they have different characteristics but i've been doing the same thing i've always done before you know like it was always me it's not the person who's it's it's about who i was seeing myself in in that in that relationship and i i saw myself how I kept repeating the same stuff, the same level of, you know, expectations from myself. Uh, what what I kind of pressure I put on myself to kind of uh, who I was, who I was acting in a relationship and how I wasn't really myself. I was actually trying to be to show who I am not. Like I am not uh, my dad, for example. I am not that person or your ex who hurt you. I am not the guy who is gonna, you know, not stick with you to the end. I am not, I am not. And that's what showed me that I'm operating from a place of fear and, and scarcity. And like everything I wanted in every relationship I was in was just not to be someone else. But I never stopped and asked myself, who do I want to be? Who am I in this relationship? Not who I'm not, but who I am. And once I came to that realization, everything became very clear that, first of all, I no longer saw myself as a victim of those relationships. I no longer saw that she was wrong. They did this to me. They've hurt me. They've done. No, no. It's me. It's my responsibility. I am strong enough to see this right now. I am strong enough to understand that I'm not going to bring this into a new relationship, for example. I'm not going to do this again and again because... I can no longer go through the same lessons anymore, you know, and it's 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 set it's set in my brain how I have learned the lesson of of the relationship. I've learned a thing that has been following me around all my life, literally all my life. It just made it very clear. And once it became clear to me, I was like, okay, cool. I'm moving on. I'll move on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit in that place and mope around and be sad and feel victimized and blame everyone, blame God and blame the world. No, it's me. I have made a choice to learn this lesson. I have experienced this again and again and again until I finally understood the lesson. 
and now it it actually feels like I can't really explain it, but it feels like there's a piece that was there that's negative that it was removed from me. Like it was right here in my chest and it's gone. I can feel it gone. You know, it's it's very hard to explain. It's just like I feel a part of me left me, but in a good way. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing that because I yeah. feel that there's so much medicine in that story. Um, it really brings all of the power back to going within the self-love, you know, identifying within before you can address without. So yeah. it's really, again, like bringing back the power to the self because you can't, um, you know, like, so to say, blame a relationship or something like that. Like when there's a common pattern, it's look inside, yeah. go inward, see what can you do as a person to grow and then all of the situations around you will reflect that once you actually do that inner healing. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, and there's just so much mirroring that occurs in relationships, romantic or not. It's just all just showing us where we are with ourselves. So it's really such a beautiful journey. And thank you, just like Jerrica said, I really appreciate you sharing from your personal experiences. I find that there's so much power and everyone's just sharing their story, their everyday life experiences, because um, like we've mentioned on the podcast several times, there's no one person having an experience. There's always someone who can relate and resonate and receive a yeah. message mm -hmm. from um, where we are. And it also speaks to although we are on our spiritual awakening journey, we also have things to um Tran, um, transcend and work through and it's just all about utilizing what we learn along the way to help our fellow exactly. um, comrades yep. on this earth plane yeah yeah uh, I, I completely agree and that is literally the reason why I, I do my podcast and all that it's not about the followers it's not about you know getting famous or putting myself it's, it's, it's not about that it's just about and, and this happened one time where uh, a woman reached out to me and she told me she's in Australia, okay, and she's she heard uh, one of my episodes and she felt like she was not alone anymore in her belief. She said, like, no one al around me talks about this stuff and I've always had these questions and, like, thank you for saying and all that. And I'm like, that's it. You know, that that's why this is it. Yeah, I, can, I can die happy now. You know what I mean? Like, like if one person, if one person, you know, like listens to something, because I've also received this from other people, right? We were all sharing our information. We just we just take from each other. And, and again, if one person listens to someone else and they go like, you know what, I can apply this to myself or I can see things differently, then this is all it's about. That's it. That's all about. Yes, I resonate with that so much because I always feel like even if just one person listens or sees something that I share, it's worth everything because I know that that person was meant to receive. And then I am so grateful. Like when you say that um, that person shared her experience from your podcast, every time somebody shares with us, like my heart can't get any fuller. Yeah. It's the most yeah, beautiful, exactly. precious thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because it was, it's the same for us. We began this podcast journey for the simple fact that we felt that there was things that needed to be shared with yep. the, the community, the world, whoever is guided to listen to what we have to offer. Um, so it's it's just so beautiful. And I had several times throughout the um, our discussion today, just feeling so grateful. That I wanted to just express that gratitude um, 
with you in the fact that we've encountered one another uh, and having the mirroring happen in this way that, you know, there are others out there in the world so far and near who share the ideas and the philosophies and the way of life that we do because it wasn't always this way. And I really want to highlight that because like we've mentioned earlier on, like the journey is not all sunshines and rainbows. And sometimes it can be very um, isolating or lonely, yeah. especially in the beginning, having learned all these things that isn't what everyone around us is yes. um, into. Yes. So it's yep. really nice. Yeah. No, no, same for me. And, and uh, just to tell you also that, um, once I saw your podcast, there is like, because obviously I've seen a lot and I've, you know, reached out and, and everything and all, but there's, I don't know why, there's a level of authenticity that I found in your podcast that I didn't find so in so many others. You know, it, it feels like when you guys talk about things or when you talk with someone, it's a true um, self-discovery and a search for the truth and sharing that truth. Like there, there's there's authenticity in, in the way that you guys do things, which I really, really appreciate. You know, I felt like immediately I, I wanted to to reach out to you and, you know, connect in one way or another because of that. And because I've seen it, it, others, sometimes they do things just to kind of like, oh, have a guest on or talk about whatever is, you know, the, in, in the in right now and all that. But I do feel this, this this authenticity in you too so yeah just wanted to also yeah. highlight that <laughs> thank you so much uh, it's beautiful like it leaves me speechless it's just my heart i wish yeah. like you could feel my heart <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you yeah and um because we do want to stay mindful of the time although i feel like i can keep talking to you forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, these topics when... never end anyway yeah, yeah, and it's so great because there's always levels to go deeper and deeper. And like you said, it's self-discovery because from every conversation that we hold space um, and we receive so much, we leave the conversations like, wow, like this has taken things to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the conversations are never ending and I love it. Um, you go ahead. <laughs> So we ask everyone who joins us for a conscious conversation, um, what does being feel and look like for you? Wow, it's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna take me a minute to, <laughs> what does being look like and feel like? I feel like the first thing, I'm just gonna say the first thing that comes to my mind, which is this collective, consciousness that we have i feel like to exist you cannot go on like everything is so connected and it's like this this hive if you want where we're all constantly sharing bouncing off of each other this anything that we are going through all our emotions feelings experiences stories all of that i feel like just when you say being to me is an entire system or an entire like like a whole collective thing that 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 exists and is completely connected with so much beauty and harmony like everything 
is so well, you know, yeah, that's that's how I would say it. I love it because as you were describing it, it was the visual. Same. That's it's yes. almost like I, I was hearing your words, but I was more so feeling that whole visual inside. And I yeah. resonate, you know, like, yes, beingness is that whole collective consciousness, almost like everything that's in existence, like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can't really visualize it. It's weird. It's like you can feel it. Yeah. You can't have an image in your head about how it looks like. Like, I exactly. can't describe it. Yeah. 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 But it's Just, like the feeling. Feel it. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the trees how because and how you said the collective consciousness they're all being but within each other's presence interacting yeah. with each other's energy yeah many mm-hmm. exactly exactly you just take that concept but for the for the entirety of everything and yeah yeah, yeah. And if there was one thing that our listeners, anybody listening to this conversation would um, take with them after the conversation, what would you like to leave them with? I would say, because that really is very important to me personally, is to never stop asking questions. Never, ever stop. Like, never settle for any truth or any information, even the one we're talking about right now. It doesn't matter. Anything, the the way we all evolve and the way we all learn more and get better and let go of old programming, if we just keep asking questions and try to stop the, stop the same, you know, the, the same things from happening again and again, to, to break the cycles, to, to, to you know, get to this higher level of consciousness, as they say. To as long as we keep questioning everything, there are some of us who are gonna get answers. Some of us are just gonna ask questions. But we're all collectively pushing ourselves forward. I feel like that's, to me personally, that is the most important thing. To never settle for anything that you have, even your whole life, even your whoever, what, what ideas you, you've thought of, people have, have told you things, anything, what you t- were taught in school, anything, just take it and, okay, what can I do with this information now? How can I get the bet- best version out of this information? How can I do that? So yeah, to me, it's just all about keep questioning, keep questioning all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah, seeking that knowledge. And yeah. just one question that came to mind when you were speaking about, you know, continue questioning. Um, is there a place where the questions ever end? Like, do you ever come across some information that you mm. resonate with deeply and then you're satisfied with that as the truth? Or do you even continue after that? I feel it's it's natural to to take a minute and, you know, get this new information you know, accept it, see how I'm gonna, how does it resonate with me? Not the fact just that it resonated, but how can I implement it? How can I make it affect my life? And it's a natural thing where you eventually need to go further. Like it's, um, it's part of our human nature as humans to all uh, this escalation. So we are never, you know, just there, you know, in accepting. So, so we always need to keep understanding the world we live in, understand the reality that we're in. So to me, whenever I get some information, I, I feel like, okay, this resonates with me. 
uh, let me see, uh, is there anything more to it or not? And okay, I get to a specific point, let me apply it to me. Once it becomes part of me, I already am now looking for something else. I'm already, you know, seeking something else once once it becomes, because at first it is always very difficult to reprogram yourself and to let go of old habits and the patterns and all that. But once you do that, once you achieve that, it's no longer a conscious thing. You're, you're not doing it consciously to, to ma make sure. It's part of you. It's already now in me. So I'm naturally drawn to a new idea of how can I develop it even further? How can I do it? Am I sharing it with others? Do I talk and receive a new perspective of it? Do I, you know, uh, what, what did old, you know, ancient people say it? How are we going to take it into the future and so on? So it's just a never ending, perhaps not for the same question, but eventually the question changes over time. Yeah. And I love that because it's really, again, it's always about you know, our podcast is about mastering the art of being. And I feel that in order to do that, you really need to explore so many ancient wisdoms, you need to continue your growth, because it's a lifelong journey, you know, every moment yep. that we're alive, we're learning and growing. Yeah. Is there anything that you're currently working on that you would like anyone listening to know about? Or where are where listeners can find you? Uh, well, I mean, uh, for to find me, uh, as I said, I have my own podcast, so they can find me uh, on uh, Paradigm Shift with the Sergio Halabi. It's on all platforms, all podcasts. I also have my uh, Instagram page, which is paradigm.shift.experience. And that's where I take some of the thoughts and ideas that I have in my podcast and I make them more visually, uh, you know, like, because uh, I use my graphic design uh, skills and all that to, to also create those visuals. And that works on its own as well. So that's... In terms of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still in the phase of I want to learn more because every time I do a new episode or something new, I search it for well, or I, I talk about also my own education as well and do it for myself, you know, talking about it and stuff. So I feel like now in the, in my stage and stage of my life, I'm just open to learning, you know, like to learn, 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 and I'll see eventually where that will take me. Beautiful. Yes, I appreciate the the deep dive that you go on before um, sharing on your podcast is really wonderful because you bring all the insights that um, usually isn't part of the conversation of where yeah. these things originated from, especially with all of the wisdom that's in the ancient world that isn't discussed or learned in modern day. So nice. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, uh, the ancient world is like where I want to be basically like if I can so yeah yeah and I just want to highlight because I was looking at your podcast I listened to a couple of episodes I'm very grateful of the topics that you explore because it is not common conversation so I'm very happy yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, you should you should see how my friends and family look at me when they when I tell them like oh I made a new episode I'm like sure yeah we're gonna listen to it and they never do so <laughs> like this is because to them I, I'm the crazy one you know like I'm completely gone hopeless and all that so, but to me it's like there's a there's a truth in it that I can't shy away from so I just need to talk about it and whoever's gonna pick it up is gonna pick it up yeah and it's beautiful like what you just said because I feel that everybody um 
who steers from the mainstream gets that reputation of being the yes. crazy one and that's fine yeah. it's just follow what your heart leads you to and just be yes live a life yeah, of yeah. yeah because a lot of people when they talk about a truth that is so real to them that is deep they don't care who believes them or not you know what i mean like so many people share about like uh, you know like um, uh, you know events that happen that are not supposed to happen some glitches here and there they've you know seen some things that are not supposed to be there they've all of that you can feel it when when someone is is, is truthful about it it's like they don't care who believes them because they know it's true deep down they know it's true so yeah. that's all it's about you know so to me i'm like okay i'm just gonna talk about what i know is real to me that's my truth and you know whoever and if they're not ready now they're not ready and if they chose to be ready they'll choose to be ready yeah nice. absolutely <laughs> Well, Sergio, thank you so much for joining us today with this conscious conversation. I received so much and I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I Like I said, I really like your podcast. I love you guys. Uh, you, you're doing amazing. Uh, I can feel that. that very good. Yes. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. We received that. And hopefully in divine time, we'll align again in time and space and share some more great insights oh yeah yep yep definitely definitely well take care and many blessings to you yes same to you thank you for listening continue flowing in your own space by simply being if this resonated with you and you feel called please be sure to follow us like and share until next time wherever you go give yourself space, space to, to flow, flow. Peace out, out, family. <laughs> I love doing the reflection because it's so great, like the post um, experience feels, mm -hmm. and I love highlighting that, like just as a little um, token of remembrance. Okay. So, I feel, no, <laughs> no, I really feel like this was such um, a beautiful episode in its essence where it was so relatable, it was so informative, and it was so easy to flow through. There was no resistance, not that any of our episodes have resistance, but this was so natural in its flow that I was like, wow. I really could sit here and just talk and talk and talk and continue receiving because as Sergio was speaking, like you mentioned, I was getting visuals. But I love that he pointed out it's not necessarily a visual that you can describe. It's mm -hmm. the essence that you feel. And I was like, oh, wow, that is what it is. Yeah. And this whole encounter reminded me because he lives pretty far. I forgot the country that he lives in, but he lives very far from where we are. And it reminded me of this post that I saw not too long ago that we were spread around the earth very strategically so that we can bring light to the masses. And that's why it may not be very common to uh, be around a lot of like minds within your vicinity because that's that defeats the purpose. Yeah, and it's so nice because I love it. Like I really do find in my day-to-day -day life um, of course, not every single day or every encounter, but more often than not, we are being introduced to like-minded individuals 
and the exchange is always so uplifting and beautiful like prior to the episode i was feeling really like uneasy not because of the episode just because of whatever like anxiety i might have been working through and as the episode continued to progress all of that was like completely gone i felt so like i feel so light right now and it really um because i was debating like is it a physical thing going on with me or was it emotional or energetics and it definitely was because i feel like a whole new person like i was reborn during this conversation yes there was it's just so much medicine speaking to what feels like soul tribe Mm -hmm. and it is just so beautiful because i it makes me feel like i can now walk in my everyday life on the street knowing that people far and wide resonate and relate to the way that i live my life that it is a collective experience Mm -hmm. it's not like what we were saying it's not your family saying like oh you're crazy or like you're this or even like your friends that he mentioned like along your journey you can lose people but that's all during the refinement process as we've experienced and that just continues to allow you to make space to welcome in your truest self and truest reflections into your life Yes, and to speak on the family, what, why they may not always resonate with what our experiences are or anyone listening, it's because the family we chose to incarnate with are there to be our teachers, to help us integrate lessons. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who most commonly will trigger us, and it is to help us really practice what we aspire to live out. Yes, that was, I think, one of, like, I feel the episode was a whole takeaway, but that is one of the points um, that was really highlighted. Again, emphasizing on the situation or the triggers not happening so that you can fall victim to it, but so that you can really reflect, analyze, and receive, and then continue on your path as a new, like, uh, elevated state of um, existence.